Welcome, Welcome back. back. <laughs> Start again. <laughs> Start again. I think we should just keep our shitty beginnings and that could be our shtick. <laughs> Brutal. Oh. I was trying to do like a really sexy morning voice. Oh, hey. Welcome to Radically Thriving. We sound like drag queens. <laughs> Is that politically correct? I think it's fine. I love drag queens. Am I sitting close enough to the microphone? Yes, just make sure it doesn't go into that red zone. Oh. We're just going to have to cuddle. Today, we want to talk about thriving and mom life and balance and work mm-hmm. and sleep and all the things. All the things. This is going to be one we circle back to often, I think. Yeah, I mean, does anyone really have balance down to a key? Let's talk about balance. What is balance even? I'm picturing balancing on a balance beam and it being very easy for anything to knock you off of that as oh. a visual. Interesting. So that's like your, your optimal or no? Yeah, like optimally you are walking across the balance beam and not falling off. So now it's making me think like, how do you build a fatter balance beam? Oh yeah. So that you don't fall off of it as easy. Okay, so I think of the weight scales. Oh, I yeah. think of balance that way. Like, do I have too much uh, to do's and cares and responsibilities on one side? And do I not? Do I have not enough sleep, pleasure, joy, laughter? Mm-hmm. And then also, when people talk about work-life balance, that that kind of picture again: work one side, life the other side. Yes, yes. I appreciate the scale picture as a Libra. Mm, there you mm-hmm. go. Yeah. Um. When do you feel the most balanced? Yeah. I don't know, but another point I'm thinking of is um, if you can zoom out your view of balance. Like, I don't know that ever in one day I'm like, oh, baby, I nailed that day. Right. But if I look at it more with a week view Mm -hmm. or a month view, does it feel more balanced? Yeah, that's usually how I actually approach my work-life balance is I will keep an eye like two, three, four weeks out Mm -hmm. and see my schedule start to fill up and then make sure that there's areas in there that I still have space. Mm -hmm. So if I know, for example, I took half the day off yesterday so we could be at a hotel all weekend. So then I worked Thursday night, which usually I wouldn't, but because this weekend is kind of a getaway and fun, it's still work, but it's also an escape. I put more work somewhere else where I wouldn't usually so that I could have more life this weekend. I do love how you look at your schedule and you'll decide you haven't had enough time with your girls and you'll put in something specific for you to do with your girls. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like tomorrow they are very adamant we are decorating for Christmas. It's written all over calendars in our house. (laughs) Wow, this life with girls, I just have no idea. I think I need to get back into a calendar situation with my boys. We Mm. used to always have a calendar for them on the wall and now we don't. I just have my own. Yeah, they really love the visual. Yeah, yeah, they did too. I really need to get back into that. I think that would be helpful. Because they also want to decorate for Christmas, and I haven't yeah. done it yet. And honestly, the girls feel it too. Because I was going away this weekend, definitely my kid balance is not great mm. this week. Because I worked Monday, Tuesday night. Wednesday night, Shay had gymnastics, so I wasn't with her. I wasn't with Everly either. And then I worked Thursday night, and then I've been gone Friday, Saturday. So I haven't seen them. So Shay was crying on Wednesday because she missed me and didn't want to go to gymnastics. But I said to her, I'm going to the gym anyways. So if you stay home, I have made a commitment to go to the gym. So I'm not going to be with you. So she still went to gym. Um, So they feel it too. So then, but they also feel better knowing that we've put in the calendar Sunday, we're going to put up the Christmas decorations and drink hot chocolate and Be be together all day. I love that. That's a really dedicated time together. So I think, conversely for me, I am around my kids a lot, mm-hmm. especially Noah and Riley, because this year they're staying home and homeschooling. But it's not like the time together is always necessarily very rich or dedicated because yeah. we're just always around. Yeah. And I can remember that for myself growing up. Like my mom was always just around. 
It's not like she ever really came outside and did stuff with us. And I get that's more like the 80s. Yeah, 90s either did parent, my mom. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but I would like to do a better job of having dedicated time, especially with Jacob, because he's gone all day at school. Mm-hmm. And then if I have evening appointments or we're kind of busy, um, or even like they have video time every day, 4.30 to 5.30 while I make dinner. And then we'd have dinner together. And then if they're playing, then, you know, bedtime. It's like I hardly even saw them. Yeah. I think working and then them being in school and our job as doulas keeps us kind of working constantly a little bit. You do have to be more intentional about your time. Mm Mm-hmm. And Noah and Riley are kind of falling into the place where I feel like Ryan and Brandon are. Okay, so for people where who we're don't not, know us. Yeah. So Noah and Riley are my nine and a half year old twins. Yes. Brandon is my husband and Ryan is Lara's husband. Yes. And my children are Everly, who's also nine and a half, and Shay, who's seven. And then I have Jacob, who's six. Yes. So my children go to school. My uh, twins are home this year. They're in grade four. And my youngest Jacob is in grade one and he's going, he chose to go to school. Yes. So back to, I feel like I'm not intentional about time with my husband. Okay. Ever. I see. So we're the opposite. I feel like often our kids get sacrificed for the time we want together. So especially now that Brandon works from home, I feel like seven to seven forty is dedicated to getting Jacob out the door. Yes. And then from 7.40 to somewhere around 8.30, the boys, the older two, kind of peace out, and Brandon and I sit and have coffees together. We have that time together nearly every day. Some days I'll say, like, I need to put up a post or I need to do some work stuff, and then the day kind of goes from there. But there's times where I'm like, dude, we communicate too much. Like, we just can waste so much time talking to each other. Yeah, I would say our average day looks like Ryan's up at 6.30. I ideally go to the gym or go to for a run or I scroll my phone for 45 minutes, which makes me feel like a sack of shit. <laughs> Dang it, Lara. Another that, explicit I, on this I show. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> if that doesn't make you feel like a sack of poo, then good for you because I do it way too often. I oh, hate it. Me too. So then I love being awake before my kids. I usually have to wake them up. And then, yeah, that 7.45 to 8.30 is dedicated to feeding them, getting them out the door. But then I usually work nights or bring Shay to gymnastics. So I don't really sit down and talk to Ryan until 9 o'clock. And then you guys usually watch TV. And then we usually watch TV together. We try to watch a show together. So we, we have that to, like, bond over and talk about. So, yeah, we have, like, an hour and a half if that, mm-hmm. every day, but most of that is not spent talking because that's my only time to decompress, mm-hmm. usually, as well. Yeah. So, what have we done for our New Year's resolution, Sarah? Yes. For our husbands. So, on the way They don't here, even know yet. They don't know. <laughs> but, I mean, are they really going to listen to this podcast? I hope not. <laughs> so, this is Lara's idea. Um, we were talking about uh, some friends of hers that are really amazing and really intentional about putting their relationship first and staying in the dating mode. You can shout them out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Jeff and Amanda. They're awesome. Yeah. So they're doing a really fun weekend um, right now, and they're Instagramming about it. And she organized this for his birthday, right? She went all out. Like, the amount of effort I would usually put into my kid's birthday, she has put into Jeff's. And it's not just because it's his 40th birthday. They do it weekly. Weekly, they have a date night where they go rock climbing or make sure that they like put effort into a dinner to make together. And it's so not normal. Like I feel like we don't see it often that it takes you aback. And there's definitely moments for me of jealousy or I don't know, not like judgment really mm. being like, Oh God, they take a lot of time for each other. Mm-hmm. But so they were on ID redo yes. and this is their second round at their relationship. Yes. So, so they, they broke up and they know like they're super intentional about it because they know what it looks like when this doesn't work. Yes. So I made a conscious choice to be back together. Yes. Yes. I love that. And make it every day. So, um, the decision that Lara and I have made is that we're going to have a date night. We're going to start easy once a month mm-hmm. and we're going to put it on the date of our anniversary. Yes. So Lara's is going to be the fourth. Yes. And mine's going to be the 15th. 
And then we've given ourselves some grace in there to say, if for some reason you can't make that night work, like let's say it's a Monday night for you and it's mm-hmm. your work night, yeah. you have to reschedule it for within that week. Yes. So this way, the choosing what day it is every month gives you the opportunity to say to grandparents or a babysitter in advance of the whole year, like to Ryan's mom, can you take the kids the 4th of January, April, August, and October? And then she can put that in her calendar and it's already done. So that hard work is over. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. So I think that will help give us a little bit of relationship balance, which is always at the bottom of the totem pole for me. Well, and then we've got it in our work calendar. Yes. So now we know from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. on those nights, like, just don't even text me. No. Accountability. <clears throat> it's perfect. Laura is my um, self-care accountability partner, too, mm-hmm. because sometimes I can get um, pretty bad in the um, self-loathing category, especially when I'm in my PMS week. Everything just feels so heavy and so hard. Um that, yeah, I feel like we're becoming each other's accountability partner for yeah, a few things. Yeah, definitely, definitely. You keep me well-nourished, that's for sure. You're talking about food, not, yeah. your, not your soul. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> your soup does nourish my soul. It's all connected. Okay, so, I mean, balance is an interesting thing when you're talking about a birth. So we can be gone sometimes for you know, 12 to 24 hours mm-hmm. at a birth. And then you are so depleted and you come home and you need a bath, you need food and you need sleep and you also need to decompress. Yes. So usually that means we talk to each other about how the birth went. And then, you know, you've got two appointments that you need to fit in, um, in the next week. Yeah. Ish. Um, so Sometimes that looks like we'll call it like dueling each other and just kind of checking in and making sure that we kind of, I think um, kind of unconsciously, I kind of try to take on more mm-hmm. things so mm-hmm. that they're not on your plate. Yeah. Or I won't ask questions that are like um, futuristic or like um, very inspirational and bubbly, like yes. let's take on a new project. Totally, like I'll just kind totally. of leave those out yes. for a bit. Pause those for a minute. Yeah. Yeah, you are good about that. Also, full transparency, we have not been super busy with births in the last few months because of COVID. Yeah, for sure. It's been a little bit slower and we're looking at 2021. I'm freaking out a little bit. Freaking out. Yeah. Yeah, Sarah, I'm pretty sure she didn't sleep last night and that was half the reason. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're looking at April. Uh, That so far for 2021 is looking like our busiest month with six births. And just knowing that even at three each, or it could be four and two, and then you've got your follow-up appointments, like that's a lot to fit in. And I think what we were talking about just before we hit record is I really need to give myself credit that if I have a husband who works full-time and I have kids at home who who are homeschooling and I have a house that needs to be taken care of and I really do like to cook, you know, nutritious from scratch meals... Mm -hmm. I need to stop pretending that I don't have a full-time job. It's true. So sometimes I compare myself to Laura and I think, wow, how is she fitting in all these massages? But she has other things in her life that, like I remember one oh, time saying to you fresh. like, yeah, but I remember saying to you once like, hey, it's super easy to make your own kombucha. And you were like, <laughs> I do not have 45 minutes to do that. No. Whereas if I'm at home making that, I need to acknowledge that the things that I value and do, mm-hmm. whether it's making soup from scratch, making sourdough, making kombucha, all these things take time. Right. And then I will just take them from you. <laughs> <laughs> I just finally hired a house cleaner, uh, which was huge. So I used to, 2019, have two full days off a week that most of the time did not have any massage clients, rarely doula appointments. So Tuesday, Thursdays, I was completely off. I had time to clean the house. And then in Ontario specifically, we had a teacher strike situation last year, which then evaporated, essentially. (laughs) I'm not sure if it was resolved. And then COVID happened. And for sure, I cleaned my house a ton during shutdown. 
And then I've rolled into being super busy, only working from home and had to take something off my plate. My house was just never getting cleaned. And man, that feeling Saturday morning of waking up, my house was cleaned Friday. So Saturday morning, got up, sat down on the couch with a coffee and watched TV with the girls and there was nothing to clean. That was incredible. Because mm. yeah. you're at a point now where you're working almost six days a week, eh? Yeah. Yeah. And man, that was a glorious time for you. Like, I feel oh. like you were in a super thrive when you were doing the Tuesday, Thursday. So good. I off. had it all figured out. I don't quite have it figured out again right now. Tuesdays, we used to meet every Tuesday morning at Boxcar. Mm-hmm. And we used to have like a doula meeting from 10 to 12. And then you would go to yoga. Yeah. Oh, so good. That's now morphed into a full day work day on Thursdays <laughs> yeah. because we've just needed more time because we're just growing at every seam. Yes, totally. It's yeah. it's a lot. And I haven't, I have it somewhat figured out and then it really, I blame COVID. Like COVID keeps throwing it for a loop. Like I, there's not even really a yoga class to go to. You can't be spontaneous about going to it. You have to sign up for it in advance they don't have as many class availabilities. Like ideally on a Thursday, which is my quote unquote day off, but our full doula day, I would love to get up and go to a 6 a.m. yoga class, but it's just not accessible right now. That's true. So I've been trying to heat up my massage room and sweat in there. I love that. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like work-life balance also takes a turn during COVID. It's true. It really does. Um we talked a bit on our first podcast about cycles, and I want to touch on that a bit again to say that what you can handle in terms of a balance is definitely different during different <clears throat> parts of your cycle. So for men, men operate on a 24-hour clock, which means that they can do the same thing day after day after day, and they feel pretty good about it. Mm-hmm. Whereas for women, we have a cycle that kind of looks like the seasons where we've got um, spring, summer, fall, winter. And if we say that winter is like your bleed time, summer is your ovulation time, the summertime is where you are busy and thriving and you don't need as much sleep and you're productive and you get so much stuff Mm -hmm. done and you feel amazing. More bandwidth for socializing and running around and cooking. Like there just can be more on your plate. And then the winter time and even leading into the winter, your fall, is when you just don't really have the capacity, you want to slow down, uh, you're not as productive, you're not as effective, you're not as efficient. You're extra judgy on yourself. Oh man, so hard on yourself. And it feels like you can't um, tolerate, so when you said bandwidth, like you just don't have the same physical, emotional bandwidth for anything that even looks Mm -hmm. like a to-do list. And we talked about this with our work day a little while ago because... Because we work together full days once a week, if it's one of our day 26 to day two, that's a huge detriment to our business when we only have four full days to work together. So I had told Sarah, like when I know that it's that part of my cycle, I have to be very intentional about waking up early, going for a run, taking a shower, putting on makeup so that I feel at my very best. So then I show up better. Mm -hmm. Given the constraints that your hormones are not really working for you that day. Yes. Like when I'm ovulating, I can be in my root sweatpants, no makeup and a top bun and feel like I'm a 15. Mm -hmm. And when I'm PMSing or bleeding, it's like, no, I feel like I need to put a little bit of effort into how I look, how I smell Mm -hmm. just to build myself up. So then in terms of looking at work-life balance, when you do a month out look at your calendar... Do you try to schedule in less around those four days? I would like to in a perfect world, but I also cling so hard onto routine. Mm. But yeah, in a perfect world, it would be really interesting to sit back and look at like January, February, March and see, oh, do I have a full day Monday where I usually massage seven, eight people where that's probably going to be day one of my cycle? It's probably not ideal. It's happened for me a couple times, twice in a row, where I had kitchen table, prenatal class on day one of my cycle. And so, like, heavy bleeding, and you've got high output of energy. And I just found by the end of the class, like, everyone would leave, 
And I remember Brandon came back with the kids because I teach it out of my home. Came back with the kids within like 10 or 15 minutes. And I just had no gap in between. And then we were like immediately talking about what was for dinner. And I was just like, I cannot even function. I was Mm -mm. just like Mm -mm. falling apart. Um, So the thing that I'm struggling with right now, like this month. So originally, Lara and I's cycle used to be perfectly synced. Yes. And then she went to Africa and... (laughs) Tricked um, the system somehow. Yeah. Manifested. Manifested that she wouldn't have to be in the Sahara Desert with... Be with bleeding. Can so, you guys imagine being on <clears throat> safari and having to dump your diva cup beside a lion? Because that was paralyzing. Yeah, to so me. that didn't happen. I couldn't even squat. I did not squat on safari. And I remember like sitting with Ryan's mom and sister with our legs pinned together in the middle of the safari, 6.30 in the morning, we've had our coffee and everybody has to poop. Oh. And it's like, I cannot poop in this jungle right now too scary and then everybody would just run for the bathrooms when we would get back from safari it was terrible so yeah i made sure that i didn't have my cycle then so that we haven't that was last year so we haven't been synced back up again Mm -hmm. since so um for a while there we were directly opposite where my day one was your day 14 yes so it's kind of hilarious because we're always like when you're feeling your absolute best i'm feeling my absolute worst (laughs) um which is okay like it kind of keeps everything rolling but um i think in in a better world we would be both on our highs at the same time anyway so i feel like world i know right i feel like i'm creeping back so anyway all this to say that i'm having a hard time looking at my calendar because this month when I predicted that I'd be having day one tomorrow, mm-hmm. I had day one on Thursday. Right. So it's like my cycle shortening up to try and match you again. So it's hard to plan and look at your calendar and say, yeah. let's not put a prenatal class yes. on day one of my cycle or even day 26, 27, 28. Yeah, that's the same with my heavy day of massage. It's like, so if I were to look and say, I want to take day one of my cycle off every month, but then I end up messing it up by a day. I like I can't fix it. I can't move seven people. No, it's too frustrating. Yeah, and for the most part, like I could just make sure that I don't massage people who don't light me up. There's that, and <laughs> I do remember um, another thought is to just keep going with your day, um, but slow it all down a little mm-hmm. bit. So, yeah, like, I'm so something I've been doing. I forget that people who are listening to this might not know us. So I used to work at a CrossFit gym massaging there in a concrete box with no window and the sound of dropping weights mm-hmm. and no smell, no atmosphere other than sweat mm-hmm. and noise and rap. And now working at home, I can be really clear about lighting incense, candles, having essential oils diffusing, um, just setting, music. yeah, beautiful music, just setting the mood in my room for myself Like, I'll use essential oils for clients' massages because it makes the experience better for me. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Totally. I always think that when I'm face down, you're getting all the essential oils in your nose. (laughs) It's fantastic. Like, give me some orange and some jasmine, and I am just happy. Yeah, that's true. So that has been really, really nice. So I am more intentional about that at certain parts of my cycle when I want to set the mood for me. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For me as a um, joy seeker, so I'm an Enneagram 7 and I'm an extrovert, it's important to me to start my day often by reaching out to someone. So I, I often will text someone in the morning or I'll do something social and that can set like a good tone for me for my day, um, which is maybe not as much about balance, but I think what we're saying is that balance isn't going to necessarily look like I fit in all the things that I want in one day. It might look like, because obviously you're not going to end every day. Some people do, but you're not going to end every day with a bath or you're not going to work out every single day, or maybe you're not going to, um, you know, have a chat with a girlfriend every day. So some of these things are things that you want to, you know, put in here and there that make you feel like you've got Um, some balance. The other thing I was thinking about is a lot of our listeners are pregnant and postpartum Mm -hmm. and you don't have a cycle during those times. Right. So then you're kind of hovering around in this like spring part of your cycle where you're just on pause really. 
Yeah. And you're kind of just, I mean, maybe are you operating a bit more like, like a man or are you just trying to tune into your, your hormones? I mean, it just kind of looks like there's no winter and there's no summer. Yeah. Oh, and I feel like this depends so much on the person. Like when I was pregnant, I still was like, I went to work every day. I actually felt fine other than nausea. And I feel like when you're pregnant with your first baby, you don't realize what's coming. You don't realize that that self-care time, that space in your day is going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have time to yourself without having to think about it. That's right. For the rest of your life, you will have to think about it. That's right. And you really are going to have to be intentional about it. And it's it's frustrating when you've been used to having time that looks like hours Mm -hmm. and now you're having to jam it into minutes Yes, because you've got a few minutes where your baby's sleeping or your partner's holding your baby and you think, okay, I'm going to really be intentional about taking five minutes to lay on my back and four minutes to drink my coffee. And I'm going to, you know, jam it into that time. So that feels really recharging. It's heavy. It's a lot to take on. It's almost suffocating. I remember feeling like this actually when I was in Germany traveling by myself and having to make decisions about what I was going to eat. And it was almost more suffocating to make the decision just for myself with so much time. I feel like it's the same when you're, when you're pregnant, it changes when you have the baby and you, it's like when the baby falls asleep, you're paralyzed by that decision of, okay, I might have 20 minutes I might have three hours. What do I do? I know. And do I take a shower? Do I clean? <coughs> do I binge watch Real Housewives? Do I call a friend? Do I go stand outside? Like, and then you just sit there in the paralyzing fear of the decision and you don't do anything. And you scroll on your phone. Yes. The worst is when you're expecting a 20 minute nap and it becomes a longer oh. one. And then you're like, I oh. could have slept yeah. and I could have worked out. The opportunities oh. are gone. So brutal. I do remember the best thing I ever did for myself during my twins' early years was to have someone come to my house for two hours on Monday and two hours on Wednesday. It was the best money I ever spent. And I remember thinking, like, I will forfeit Starbucks. I will forfeit other new clothes, everything, in order to pay for the money was tighter then mm-hmm. to pay for that babysitting. And I loved every moment of it. I loved getting in the car and leaving. I loved my quiet drive on my own or cranked up music on my own. I loved being at the gym with other adults mm-hmm. and I loved the drive home. And I also loved that my kids loved their babysitter. So I knew they were getting this really great high energy time with her because she had fresh energy to bring to them. Yes. Um, and I know for a lot of people, that thought of, you know, you're on mat leave and there's less income and of prioritizing any sort of daycare or babysitting can feel really difficult. And even with COVID, even more so. Mm-hmm. But honestly, that is something I would massively recommend. And I know a few people have done this. You've done this as well. The trading with another mom, watching their kid, and then they can watch your kid and their kid at the same time. I have a friend who's doing that right now. So she has one day a week to herself with no kids. And it's been a game changer for her. Mm-hmm. So, and sometimes when you only have one kid, as they get older, like into toddlerdom, it's almost easier to have two of them rather than one. It's true. So it's sit, like, talk to your friends, sit back and think about the options. Not everybody has, can afford a babysitter. I had my mom who would take, the girls every Friday. Mm-hmm. She took them every single Friday from when Ev was born and still does if there's a PA day or in the summer, she still takes them every Friday. So that was incredible for me. I only had three months off, um, but every Friday she had Everly and it was great. I That's, went to the yeah. gym, I went for a walk, I did my laundry and I trusted that my mom could care for the baby. And same as you, it's wonderful to have your kids build a relationship with another adult. I remember, yeah, feeling super envious of people who had any family in the city. We, my parents are in Toronto and my in-laws are in Guelph. So we've never had that, like we've always paid for date night babysitting. We've always paid for um, babysitters to, to watch the kids. But I mean, it's, 
I guess it's our decision to move to London. So it's just something we have to budget for. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember having babysitters as a kid? Yeah. This always helps me. Like yeah. when I think about the fun that we had with our babysitters, we were so close to them. If you get like a regular great babysitter, it's a wonderful relationship. Okay. I have a funny story. So when I was old enough to be the babysitter, mm-hmm. so I have three younger brothers and fun fact, Lara has two younger brothers. Yes. We are both the oldest girls of With boys. Boys. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, we had, my parents would always go to Monday night fitness class. <laughs> <laughs> and so growing up, we were never allowed to eat like sugary cereal. We never had fruit roll-ups Us and too. we were never allowed craft dinner. Oh. No craft dinner. So, oh, also funny, my brother used to trade homemade bread for store-bought bread over the fence. <laughs> like, one slice for, sometimes he'd negotiate two or three slices Whoa. for one. Wonder anyway. bread? Like, oh, he wanted, out white He wanted bread. the Wonder Bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the homemade bread. So, uh, it's Monday night, I'm babysitting, my parents leave to go to the fitness class. We've got an hour and 15 minutes. We wait five minutes, because we know often they turn around and come back because they forgot something, running shoes, whatever. So I've got to be something like 11 or 12. The youngest is three or four. So I put him on my back and we huck it to the corner no, store. No, you don't. We buy a box of Kraft Dinner, bring it home, cook it, eat it, wash the pot, put the pot Get away. Get rid of the garbage. Hide the garbage in the bottom of the garbage. Do they know? We Do told know them now? when we were adults. They had no idea. <laughs> Brush our teeth, get in bed, giggle our heads off. Like nothing ever happened. Oh my gosh, this is hilarious. The like antics we went to to get craft dinner. Because my mom would make us mac and cheese, but it was like homemade from scratch. Real, yeah. 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 Like, we wanted like whole the wheat fake pasta or something. Orange stuff. Yes. The With the powder cheese. Yeah. I actually, someone was talking about craft dinner on a podcast the other day that I was listening to. And they said that they go as far as like putting a craft single on the mac and cheese. Oh, wow. So, like, just up the fake cheese. <laughs> just add more fake. More powder, more plastic. Yeah. Oh, I love that story. But, yeah, that stuff makes me feel better. When I think about the relationship that we had with babysitters and with grandparents, don't deny your kids that. Don't That's think true. that you're the only person who needs to have a close, loving relationship with your kids. The it- more people that they have in their life that they trust and can go to for love and support, the better. We always had my cousin um, growing up, and she would come over when my parents would go away to a cottage for the weekend. They would do that, like, a couple times a year, maybe. And we would love that weekend with her. And as a teenager, she was my call. Like, she was Mm. my person that I called when I was in trouble and when I didn't know what to do. Yeah. So, part of that work-life balance is have people you can lean on, really, When you have kids, we talk about building a village or a community all the time. And like Sarah and I are different. My parents are both close in distance. Hers aren't. But there is a way to create it. You just have to look for the opportunities. Yeah, it's true. I get it's tough during COVID and it's tough, especially if you've, I mean, thinking about some people who've just moved here. Yeah, that's true. It's hard. Meeting people is super hard right now. Yeah. Yeah. What else is there in terms of work-life balance? Stress, husbands? You know what? Let's talk about movement. Okay. Because it's huge for both of us. That's true. And I feel like that's not the norm. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I forget that that's not the norm because it's been the norm for both of us for a very long time. Uh, Yeah. So for both of us, we both like CrossFit. Um... Lara likes yoga as well and running. Mm-hmm. I would prioritize CrossFit over yoga and running 90% of the time. Yeah, so I would be more 50-50. I would probably do CrossFit about four times a week, and then I would probably run once every two weeks. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to run five or six days a week and maybe lift some weights two or three. And what do you find you actually do? Uh, right now, three days a week, I am at CrossFit. And lately I've been better about going to the arena and running. So like three days a week, which I'm getting there. Yeah. Getting that routine back. COVID at the beginning, I was doing Zoom classes with the gym and in a really, really good routine. And then summer happened and I was just outside walking all Mm -hmm. the time, just being outside walking and running and not going to the gym. 
So it's been hard to get back into a routine there. Also, not working there has been huge. I have to actually go to the gym to train instead of just being there for work and fitting in a workout. Mm-hmm. But it's getting better. It's getting easier to fit it in. I try and put it in my calendar um, at the beginning of the week so I know which four or five days I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. But to me, it, the gym has always felt like a something I get to do, not something I have to do. Yeah. So it's always like a treat for me to go there because it has so many... I feel so good while I'm there. I feel so good when I leave. I love being strong and powerful. I love being with other adults. I love the atmosphere. I love the music. I love everything about it. So it's really not something that I have to kind of remind myself to do, like drink water. I think for me, it's the drive. Right. I have more of a commute to the gym than Sarah does. So for me to go to the gym, it's a three-hour tour, really. Yes. Yeah. And I've done the gym from your house, like, after Thursday, and in any traffic, it's upwards of 40, 45 minutes right now. Yeah, it sucks. With the construction. So I try to go when Shay has gymnastics, which is Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Saturdays, but then you have days like this where we're here. So I will only be at the gym twice this week. So that's movement. That's movement. Um... And I feel like we do a good job of prioritizing it more than the general population. Mm-hmm. How did we get there? Hmm. You were raised in an athletic household. Yeah. Yeah. I was not. Okay. So how did you get there? Um, so I, my mom actually, that's a lie. My mom got into fitness when I was 15. She started working out at Good Life and she got me a Good Life membership And I was that typical good life person who went and did the circuit of the machines and then sat on a bike probably with a book and (laughs) thought I was doing cardio. And then I started massaging and I had carpal tunnel a year and a half into massage therapy and started working at a Pilates studio and an acupuncturist that I worked with said, I have a chiropractor who wants to barter with a massage therapist, would you be willing to massage him? It's like, sure, absolutely. And in walks Joel. And Joel is a good friend of both of ours and a chiropractor who has prioritized movement for a very long time. And he got me into weight training with him. And I haven't looked back. I do love it. Mm-hmm. I just wish there was a a gym in, I wish that West London CrossFit was in Dorchester. Yeah. Because <laughs> I do love my people. Yeah. So for me, I'm just thinking, actually, I mean, I'm sure my mom did the fitness class thing Monday nights and then Thursday mornings. I think she did. But it wasn't until my youngest brother moved out that she started going to the gym six days a week. And then my dad's hit and miss. I mean, he'll ride his bike, but um, I wouldn't say either of them were ever into weights. We were always athletic growing up. I was in high school on six teams each year. Wow. I was on it was, zero. <laughs> it was the only thing that kept me going to school every day. I loved it. I would always have a practice morning and night. Swimming, rugby, uh, what's that, floor hockey? Field no, hockey? Field hockey. I yeah. was a goalie for that. I watched a lot of that. Yeah, rugby I played even into university. So, um, and then same thing, actually. I was going to the gym, good life. And then, um, so while you're working out with Joel, mm-hmm. um, I was working out with his wife, Jackie. Yeah. Um <laughs> Not the same gym. And we were, and then also both living in Wortley Village in London, we would do these once a week, like boot camps outside where Joel was always collecting all these random pieces of equipment and we'd set it up on the green space there. And, and then that evolved into them always talking about how they wanted to own a box and it wasn't CrossFit yet, Mm -hmm. but kind of, you know, a fitness movement lifestyle and and so, yeah, Jackie and I would work out most nights for an hour or two at Good Life. And then when it became CrossFit, so that would have been like almost 10 years ago, maybe 11, um, then that's kind of carried on. Yeah. So then they opened a gym mm-hmm. and we became members and it's wonderful. So I think that helps. I think the community gets us in the door when priorities don't. That's true. Like I, I know if I had a home gym... Or if I, any time I'm away and there's just like, oh, you can go to this gym and move, it's harder to 
Mm-hmm. It's harder to do it. It's that whole saying of like, you are the common denominator of the five people you surround yourself with. Most of our friends are into movement as a priority. It's true. So interesting. I have made this judgment in the past where, you know, you see someone at the gym and you're like, oh, so they have time to do that. But they don't have time to respond to my email, respond to my text. That is a horrible, gross thought. Get rid of that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we both give each other to say, oh, you remember how you said you were going to edit the website? You're going to edit that program. You're going to edit this. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. But all of a sudden you're at the gym now and it's like, that's fine. I know you need that to get back to a place where you can be in a headspace and a mind space to do the work. Yeah. So I don't think there's ever a place where we don't understand each other's need for time, for space, and for movement. So this kind of brings us to something that we talk about a lot with, and it plays into work-life balance, is prioritizing pleasure prioritizing yourself over everybody else. And I think that is the choice that movement is for me always is it is a choice that I'm making for myself. I do it for me. I don't know if you watched our stories, but a couple weeks ago, our, I really struggled with the selfishness piece of leaving my house and going to the gym to do something that I needed. So I had my brother and sister and kids over from out west and I just woke up and I was feeling so stretched and so depleted and just in serving hosting mode and I was just feeling like I was going to either burst or cry or explode or just something just I just couldn't get myself together I was feeling grumpy and so I finally got myself to leave the house and go to the gym and as soon as I was there I I mean, there's a lot cascading thoughts of like, why does it need to be like this? Why can't you just power through? Why can't, they're only here for like two days, like just whatever. But I, as soon as I moved, I came home and I was, my energy was so much better. I was in such a better place. Um, but there's so many of those old thought pathways and beliefs around selflessness and putting others first and people pleasing that are honestly not just a one-time, one-book, one-course switch in thought. It is something that's a daily, weekly, monthly practice. And honestly, I would say literally every single time I go through another PMS period, it's a t- I have to reassert, reassess, re-look at the fact that I am valuable, I am worthy, I can have compassion on myself, and I am worth putting as close to the front as I put everyone else, yeah. right? If I put my clients, my husband and my kids and Laura, you know, up here, then I need to be oh up there gosh. too. If you lose, if you leave yourself for last, if you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, I'm going to take care of the kids, going to take care of my husband, going to do all my work. But then at 9 PM, like it's all about me. No, it's not. At 9 PM, you're so done after putting everybody else first all day. You, you, Nobody works out then. Nobody has the energy to do that when you have a life and a business, kids and a husband. Mm-hmm. No. So you have to wake up every day and put a drop in that bucket of prioritizing yourself. Yeah. And ask yourself, like, what can I do for myself that will build my energy so that I feel really good today? Yeah. And honestly, doing your Enneagram, doing your Myers-Briggs, doing your human design, Or if you don't need to do any of those things and you really, truly can just sit down with yourself and write a list of like, what do I desire? Yeah. What makes me feel good? Mm -hmm. Then you're already on your way. Right. I think it's just so many times we need to do those things first to give ourselves permission to actually be who we are Yeah. to then say, oh, you know what? You can sit and meditate and do yoga and journal. That's not my jam. Yeah. That does not make me feel charged for the day. No, no. And CrossFit weightlifting also not for everybody, but you can find some sort of movement movement that is for you at like, it's out there for everybody who doesn't like a walk. Yeah, it's true. And it doesn't have to be movement in the morning. Like I no. wouldn't say I wake up and want to move. I don't, no. I wake up and want to have a coffee. I can't even drink no. water before my coffee. I mean, I share it on our stories all the time. Every time that I get up and go to the arena, I hate it until I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a struggle. Absolutely a struggle. Got to put yourself first, though. It's practice. It really is. 
everything's a practice. It's kind of tiring. <laughs> it is, right? Like, I, I have this idea, like, when will this be easy? I don't think it ever will be. I mean, it'll never be done. Yes, you're right. You never arrive. And I, you know what I don't want to do is wait until... Like, like my mom did wait oh, until my kids yeah. are 18 and then I find this really nourishing practice for myself because then I've really missed the opportunity to role model to my kids that this is what it looks like to be a woman who takes care of herself and who doesn't need everyone else to take care of them. And also now, cause I have boys, you know, what are their expectations of a girl, of a woman and of what she will be like in their life. Like, I don't want them to have this idea that she will be this... Martyr. Martyred, subservient person who will just do everything for them. No, she's going to be off doing her thing. Having drinks with girlfriends, going to the gym. Hard to even pin her down. (laughs) (laughs) One of the most wonderful things that my mom has done is teach us to ask for what you need and act that. So I fully 200% trust that before my mom's birthday and before Christmas, I will be told in conversation or an email, this is what I would like for Christmas or my birthday. Sometimes it's just time. Sometimes it's, I want some tea from David's tea. And she's completely unapologetic about just laying it out there. There is never an ounce of sleep lost wondering what my mom wants or needs. Do you know how abnormal that is? I know. (laughs) So my mom's a therapist, just a heads up for everybody. That does not mean that she's a perfect person, but there are things in my life that are abnormal like that. Yeah. Like I feel like you growing up in the eighties and nineties, um, with a mom like that is just not 95% of women's experience. No, not at all, but it's, it's refreshing and it helps you because she acts it and demonstrates it. It helps me also do that. So I have never had like an expectation for a birthday or Christmas from my husband, for example. I'm never going to bed Christmas night being like, oh, he didn't get me what I wanted and being sad about that ever. I feel like you've had it role modeled in a woman. And so then your internal self-talk is what she feels about herself. Mm -hmm. And so I... I really truly believe that's why your self-talk is so much healthier than mine and then yeah. and than many women I know. Yes. Oh, it's painful. My self-talk is really really good 90% of the time and it is hard to be around like it, when you're in a spiral it's hard to hear because I love you so much. I don't want to hear you having those thoughts about yourself because I know that they're untrue. And it's same with any of my girlfriends who I see hating on their bodies or anything. It's, yeah, it hurts my soul. Yeah, because when we're in that spot of, like, thinking we're not good enough or we're too much or ripping ourselves up and believing what we're saying and outsourcing, you know, our ways to feel better. Yeah. Like, that's just not a healthy habit. No, and I, I've i gone down that route. I mean, I gave up my personal Instagram for a year because I knew that I was using it for attention. Mm-hmm. So I recognize it pretty quickly in myself and can be unapologetic about it too. Like, also, I can show up at the gym in a great outfit and be like, pay attention to me. <laughs> <laughs> or take a selfie and be like, look yeah, how good I look. Right, like, it's just... That's fine, as long as that's not what I need. Mm. It's just what I want sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's wrap it up there, and if we have any more gems about balance, we will Kay. drop them on the next podcast. I'm going to ask you some quick-fire questions Are to you? end it off. Okay. Are you ready? I did not know this was coming. I don't I have any for you. That's fine. Okay. Okay. Please hold. Do you like to dance? I love to dance. Me too. Do you prefer movies or TV shows? TV shows. Yeah, me too. They're shorter. I mean, oh. movies, too big a commitment. And I feel like in a world where we have Netflix, a TV show is essentially just a nine hour long movie. Yeah. You can get so much more in depth. Yeah. So my two last shows that I've loved have oh. been The Umbrella Academy, which both Brandon and so I and good. Ryan and Lara have been watching. Shout out The Earth Locker. I'm oh. totally going to tag you in the show notes. Please interview us. <laughs> 
And then after that, I started The Queen's Gambit, which is all about chess, which I would never have watched had I known that was what it was about, but it's been so good. Everybody's talking about that show. Also, both of us got into The 100 at the same time, which if you want to kill a year of (laughs) binge watching some Netflix, it's great. There's seven seasons, right? Yes. Yes. So good. Um, Let's see. Are you a team player? I am. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm not like, yeah, I mean, physically and literally, like, I don't know that I could have had this business on my own. Also, like rugby, all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So team and even CrossFit, right? I mean, sure, your own score, but you're working out with people. Yeah, definitely a team player. I think I'm both like, I'm, I'm a team player, I can be a team player. But also, I was raised by two entrepreneurs. And the idea of having a boss, never, I had a boss for two weeks and then quit. Yeah, and I feel like the way you're able to do runs and yoga and walks, like that's all All more single. self-motivated, that's true. Um, Do you consider yourself a sensitive person? Yeah, Yeah. I do. I'm sensitive and empathetic, but also I think because I'm funny and outgoing, people think I'm, things will just roll off me more Mm -hmm. than they do, but I do take things to heart. I'm very careful with my words to yes. others so then when people aren't careful with theirs to me and say something like sarcastically that's actually hurtful I hang on to it yeah I don't think I am sensitive huh I don't know maybe we'll explore that more okay summer or winter summer yeah me too I mean I don't love being super hot and sweaty all the time but I just don't do well in the winter so it's almost like a default to summer for sure okay last question what is your favorite way to treat yourself? Oh. Yeah. I mean, get a massage with you mm-hmm. or go to the gym. That's more on the daily. But yeah, if it was going to be like a special yeah. day, massage or massage go, is huge. Oh, go to Ostia with Sarah Dunbar. Oh, I need to go. I've never gone. Sometimes she just cradles your head oh, and you feel, so feel nice. like you could cry. Oh. you're like... Oh, this is so nice. I'm super into going uh, to Quantum lately. I would like to actually put that in. So every month I would have a massage, and then two weeks after that, go for a float in a perfect world. I would like to go for an infrared sauna there. Yeah. And then go for dinner at Grace Restaurant. Yeah. Let's give Quantum Wellness some more business. We love them. Shout out. We'll write some show notes. Guys, it's almost an hour. We did it. Thanks for listening. See ya. Bye.